That's resistance trying to hold you light. Yeah, buckle up. Get up. I ain't scared of life. I ain't scared of life now. I ain't scared of life, bitch. I ain't scared of life now. Every moment, bitch, I do it with the confidence. Every day it be persistence. Wake up, man, I lace my shit. got your back. And I was like, excuse me? It's like, smell not cry later. You've got the Norteño gang tattoo. And I have it on my neck. A traditional place for gang tattoos. Accidental. My second accidental gang tattoo. I used to write fiction. I used to write a lot of novels and stuff. And all of my work is just pregnant with semicolons. So I was like, ooh, I'm going to get a literary tattoo. And it's going to be my favorite punctuation and it's a semicolon and then after the tattoo i found out that it is the symbol for suicide awareness and i got it tattooed on my wrist i'm the dumbest person alive i have two excellent okay so which do you like better do you like the fire do you like the tinder joke or do you like the i'm the stupid you like the i'm the stupid and i've got the accidental gang tattoos Oh, well, that's fa- thank you. But it's like, well, if I only get to tell one two-minute joke, it's like, I think that the Tinder one is more, because everyone has a Tinder joke, except mine is totally, totally unusual. Like, no one's Tinder joke is like my Tinder joke, because it's like an anti-Tinder joke. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, workshop it. Oh. Right, that's my version of Tinder. Cause, well, no, that's because the Tinder is the mechanism of how you get them. And so I'm employing the homeless guy to start a garbage can fire to make, so that I can meet him. Oh, you just got the pun just now with it being Tinder. Yeah, because Tinder is what you use to start a fire. Right, yeah, well, uh, th- th- yeah, that's my, ver- and so I met that the fireman came back. So you think I should add another line in there about the fireman came back, and we went out. And the fireman came back, and then we went out. You see, that's my version of Tinder. So just a little bit extra tease it out that we actually, oh, great, cool. 
I can do an extra little bit in there. You didn't get the Tinder thing? That's the whole time, this whole time I've been doing this joke and I'm like, isn't it not obvious? I've been waiting for people, I've been doing it, when I do it in front of like real audiences, they all laugh and get it and I, maybe that's it. Comedians just don't know that no, none of you were Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts and you don't know that Tinder is what you use to start a fire. That's just so funny to me that they built an app off a name that you don't even know what it means. The only other funny thing like that is when I do my, there is only one God, Andy is a sun God, Ra, 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 and people don't know who Ra is, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> you're so stupid! Sorry, do you know who Ra is? <laughs> you got everyone in the room knows who Ra is? Sometimes people don't know, and I'm just like, I feel like that's such an obvious one. You didn't know that Ra is the Egyptian sun God? Ra, the, the, the Egyptian sun God, Ra. Okay. Oh wow. I, I'm gonna start. I I I maybe I should open with that one. I think. Okay, I'm done. Enough about me. It's about you guys. I don't know what the order is. I have no idea what's happening because this is all weird. So I don't remember who was first on the list or what's happening. You want to pull it out or you guys can. Everyone here can like. Oh, all right. Here we go. Let's and we can we can fuck around with time. We we have time. So at least five minutes. I won't, I won't light you till four, and if you want to do more, it doesn't matter. And here we go. Your first comedian. Everybody clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Woo! Raw, raw, raw. See, it's the sun god. And All right. Uh, I'm going to bring up an old joke and see how it works, because I haven't, I haven't done it in a while, but I'll, let's see if I can um, do it. It's... Uh, one of the things I enjoy about Facebook is the validation that it brings to your miserable life. You, you can post a quote from your all-time favorite film, and even if it's not the most celebrated line from the movie, 87 people will like it. Oh, all right, six people will like it, but... You don't, hello, come on in. Hello, come on in. Have a seat. There's chairs up front. Hey, Kavita. Um, you don't know why they liked it. You assume that they they liked that they saw the movie, but it could be that some of them just thought heard, thought it rolled trippingly on the tongue, and that's your Shakespearean reference for the day. I suppose statistically speaking, two of those Facebook junkies liked it by accident. They might have been trying to like, I don't know, Squid Games or House of Cards. You don't know. It could be that one of them thought, gee, here's an obscure quote. I'm going to like it and fi fuck with her head. She doesn't know what movie, which scene. She'll think I, I know which movie, which scenes, which character, and who he said it to, and be all impressed and shit. She'll think we bonded. When in reality, I don't know who the hell Mr. Finch is or why the sheriff of Maycomb County, ex um, oh shit, why the sheriff of Maycomb County insisted that Bob Ewell fell on his knife. Let's just fuck with Little Miss movie quote. Well, that was one of the things I used to enjoy. All right, that joke is never nowhere. I'll work on it and get back to you. Can we please stop shooting people? Yeah, stop shooting and killing. Stop hating. Can we go and just take a moment to realize that it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black and I'm white? If he's Muslim and I'm Jewish? If he's Republican and I'm not an idiot? In fact, it's an advantage because we each get to learn about someone who's different from us. 
you teach me about fly fishing or some other dumb shit, and I'll show you how to put OCD to proper use in your life. Do you all get what I'm saying? Just say it with me. It does not matter if my neighbor is different. We learn and grow from different. And so do you and you and every one of you fuckers. So shut up, sit down, and stop hating. You're making the rest of us look bad. Can you imagine if aliens came down and they saw us shooting each other up? What would they think? Well, yeah, that's it's a bad look. Thank you. I just found the end of the proper end for that joke. <laughs> we don't want aliens. What if Jesus came back? And I don't even believe in Jesus. Well, what if he came back? That would be a bad look too, right? All right. Um, do you think cavemen needed eight hours of sleep? And if they did, how did they figure out they were getting it? Did the word come on down high from the Cavemen Medical Association that said eight hours of sleep is optimal, everyone should get eight hours, and the people want to comply, they look at them, each other and they say, what is an hour and where do I get eight of them? They run around going, bam, bam, time for bed. All right, we, you get it, you should get eight hours. I, what's an hour? I used to, I, I, what is, I forget. Well, just sleep until the cock crows, and then we'll wake you up. And when your father comes home from hunting. All right. Isn't, isn't it a shame that gonna has become part of our vernacular? Gonna, instead of going to. Wanna, wanna, have to, shoulda, coulda, woulda. We're all just a nation of, or becoming a nation of lazy fucks. We should be appalled. You should be appalled. I'm appalled. All right, that's not going anywhere either. I'll leave. I don't. Did I get the light? I didn't. Oh, there we go. I'll leave. <laughs> I uh, I'll leave you with a tried and true. Um, let's pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> and reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the. Follow it or not. You're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man. I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Eh, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second. Who's the second? What's on first? I don't know. Third base. That's my time. Yay! Glory crowd, everyone. Hereza, that's her time. I'm so excited that you're um, here today uh, with this special Turkey Day weekend, and it's a small but mighty group here at mutiny radio i'm really happy to see your next comedian here um he disappeared for a couple of weeks because i guess he has a life or something or you know whatever um but put your hands together everybody for sam west yay all right thanks everybody
cool. I'm going to try to get the rust off a few older things and squeeze a few newer things in there. I know I smoke too much pot because I can't do basic household chores without messing them up. Like today, I fucked up vacuum cleaning. Here's what happened. I was doing my thing, had my headphones on, but they were so loud I didn't realize the vacuum was off the entire time. It's like, fuck, man, I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. <laughs> then I did the math and realized, oh, no, that means I only have 13 minutes left to brush its teeth with the mop. My father was a single father. He did what he could, but it was hard. You know, he had to learn a lot the hard way. Like growing up, when it was bedtime, he'd take me into the laundry room and stuff me in the dryer. And I would toss and turn all night in my sleep. I give him credit, though. You know, he was always there for me. Like, I remember one night I caught the monster under my bed masturbating. And I did what any terrified child would do. I called out for my dad. Daddy, daddy. And he came so fast. <laughs> Like I said, he had to learn a lot the hard way. <laughs> now, this is getting too dark. Let's be silly. Do y'all wonder if carrots and pumpkins ever get jealous that oranges won the color? I have a horrible compulsion to sort and organize everything I see. My girlfriend keeps saying, you should go to the doctor. I think it's OCD. And that drives me fucking crazy because that's not an alphabetical order. <laughs> I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. Like, I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. Broke my heart because I really liked him, but he kept saying excessively kinky shit during sex, like, I'm a real boy. <laughs> I recently lost my job, spent an entire week looking everywhere, retracing my steps until I finally found it. When I went back, they were so gone I had been missing. They fired me. I have a customer support animal. It's a lot like an emotional support animal, but instead of licking its own ass, it puts you on hold for an hour and then fucks yours. On the way here, I drank a lot of water and I had to piss so bad, so I ran into a Safeway. Yeah, shout out water. Ran into a Safeway. I was like, hey man, can I borrow the bathroom? He's like, nah, employees only. Sorry, dude. I went down the next aisle. I said, hey man, can I have a job application? All right, I'm going to try crowd work. Not too good at crowd work, if you can tell. Uh, any of you have cool nicknames? What's, what's your nickname? The boat? the boat? What the, what is the backstory behind the boat? The boat! The boat! Can we get a little backstory real quick? In five or less seconds? Three, two, one. It's the boat, everyone! Give it up for the boat! Oh yeah, alright. I don't think, I don't think we want to know that backstory. My, my nickname in high school, <laughs> my, my nickname in high school was Piglet. All right, Piglet, you think it's cute or whatever, but both of my parents were police officers. <laughs> the worst fucking nickname you could ever ask for. You know how hard it is to get a girl to go to prom with you when she thinks you're a Winnie the Pooh character? Spent every night praying to Christopher Robin to make it stop. Doctors keep giving prescription drugs. <laughs> Let's get right back into it. <laughs> Doctors keep giving pres prescription drugs, like serious pills, way too easily, you know? We need some guidelines. 
Like my mattress got <laughs> my mattress got sick last week. I took it. Got my mattress got sick last week. I took it down to the doctor, the sleep doctor. Is a new job working? Next thing I know, that Tempur Pedic was hooked on pillows. Um, I think I'll end it there. That was fun. Thanks all. It's nice to see you again. Hooray for Sam Wells and his silly puns. What a silly billy. I love that. I love silly puns and funny things like that. Uh, hey, just to remind everybody, every Saturday at 2 o'clock, there's a show at Atlas Cafe that you're all welcome to join us at your next comedian. So funny, so wonderful, on Hates Debates every week. A killer, a slayer, lion tamer. Put your hands together, everyone, for Spencer Devine. My leg will wake up, and then you, you guys will wake up. Ah, ah, oh, my God. Ah, this is crazy. Ah, I just came to this open mic. I, how much were the tickets to this? One billion dollars? Calm down. Okay, we only have so much time. Uh, I'm agnostic. As the cos the cosmic equivalent of acknowledging how dumb I am, uh, why would I? What? Why? Why would I fucking? Uh, is there? A, I, why would I fucking know? I, you know, I never went to church. They're like, oh, Spencer, don't you want to be good with the man upstairs? Uh, no, I have fucking five roommates already. Uh, no one, no one else got permission to fucking move in. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, do drugs, man, do, do this ayahuasca, you'll be able to see God, ooh, well, what's he doing right now? I don't want to fucking just pop in when God's jacking it or something, like, what's his schedule? If I, even if, I, if I'm watching even God sleeping, it's a little bit creepy. Uh, <laughs> I saw a quote online. There was an argument between two people, and one of them said, An atheist can't find God like a robber can't find the police. Period. Just such a solid opinion. They were so sure. What does that mean? I assume what they meant is that you don't find God, God finds you. And that's terrifying. Why is God looking for me? Uh, I ain't got no business with God. The, uh, how I prefer to think of it is, like, like, if you don't acknowledge the police, they can't touch you, okay? Just live in your own world. Hey, freeze! La 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 la. Drop that T. La 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 la. And then you just get away. It's like the secret of crime. You guys remember when Oprah made us all believe that wanting things was new? She's like, all you gotta do, the secret is want what you want. <laughs>
and then it'll come to you. Wait a minute, I've been doing that for a long time and I don't have shit. Which makes me think that somewhere on a deeper level, I want this for myself and that's an even more depressing thought. Well, like, it's like the drunk me not setting my alarm for sober me. It's just another asshole version of me. Fucking drunk me is a dick. I, tr I, I, I thought my tolerance was gone because of the pandemic. I stopped drinking because I'm poor. Uh, and, <laughs> ironically, what I can't afford. Uh, thank you. Um, and I went to a party and I was like, I'm just going to drink as many beers as I can and I'm going to get so shit faced. And then apparently my body remembered that it's 230 pounds and Irish and fucking nothing happened. With free beer though, there's a lot more room for experimentation. Uh, I went to a rich person Thanksgiving. Uh... Just by accident, my friend's like, hey, do you want to come to a Friendsgiving? And then I walked up the steepest hill I've ever gotten to, and it was a home owned by a guy who owns a brewery and apparently the 10th employee of Google ever. Uh, so they had, it was a, so nice. Their drawers were labeled. Their fridge had food in it that wasn't bad. None of it was leftovers. None of it. <laughs> Fucking now it is because Thanksgiving, and that just sets yourself up for failure. But they had rich people. They had root beer with a pull-off tab. It was like a lid, and you pulled it off like a... That's crazy. Sometimes I'm so poor that someone's like, Spencer, do you want to come out and do fill-in-the-blank? And I equate that to how much money that would cost me in sandwiches. <laughs> like, Sp Spencer, do you want to go to the movie? Oh, no, man. That's like one and a half sandwiches or like one really nice sandwich. And I'm trying to set myself up for success here. Uh, if you want to make people uh, feel like you got a lot going on, just say more sandwiches, but in your head, imagine that they're really small sandwiches. So they're like, Spencer, do you want to come and see the Red Hot Chili Peppers play at the Fillmore? And you'd be like, no, that's like three sandwiches. Just fuck the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's my last message. Have a good night. Spencer Divine, everyone, is a genius. He's a genius and so funny, and I love him, and you're so weird. Weird, weird, weird. Uh, all right, your next comedian. I tried to poison her the other day on accident. Put your hands together for coming to sing. Context, Pam was like, uh, she just, she offered me cookies and I was like, yay, cookies. And then they had nuts in them. So my throat like only slightly closed up. It was all good. It was very, I had a Benadryl later. Um, okay. So I, uh, I didn't go home this, uh, this weekend to my family on the East coast, but, um, you know, I will, I will next, next month. And I'm kind of like, not eager for it because my mom, I feel like my mom isn't even my mom anymore. 
So like, she's more like my niece's mom. I don't know, like, because she, she's, a, she's a grandma now and she doesn't like do things for me anymore. She doesn't like cut me apple slices. She doesn't like, you know, take care of me. She's always like taking care of my stupid niece. And then, I don't know. I just feel like my mom has this insane like attachment towards my niece. Like anytime my niece is like crying or having a fit, she's like, oh, let me give her like this pacifier. Or, or like, oh, let me give her a bottle. Like, oh, let me give her a cocoa melon. But like, you know, one time my niece was crying and I was just like, I'm just going to let you cry. I'm just going to let you cry. And my mom was like, why, like, why are you doing this? Why, why, why don't you take care of her? And I was like, mom, because sometimes she needs to know that life is hard and there are obstacles that are going to be in her life that are going to completely ruin everything. You know, like, like she's going to lose her cousin's turtle and he's going to steal her iPod and it's going to drive a wedge in the family, but she's not going to know that it's because actually because of the iPod and her cousins are going to be douches and she's going to have great friends who then abandon her because they feel like she's violating their personal boundaries. <laughs> and then I shoved her because it's my mom. She's my mom. I have Krishna and she has Roshni. Sorry. Um, I think women, uh, I feel like there are all these movies about like women superheroes and I just feel like it's so excessive because like the women superheroes are always like, now they have to be like super strong, right? And like, they're just like killing these men. And I'm like, that's, I just feel like it's not realistic. Like, why can't we just celebrate women as superheroes for doing things that they're like kind of good at? Like, like for example, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, <laughs> like women, we like gather berries. Like our ancestors were like gathering berries and we were stealing shit. And like, you know this because if you ever see a woman in her primal state, it's like at a frat party, drunk as fuck. And she's just like stealing like a bunch of like, what is it? What is it called? Shot glass. She's, she was just like 20 shot glasses in her hand and like a flag that says beer with a California bear on it. And she's like, this is mine. This is, this is mine. It's mine now. Like, I just think that that's how we're really like, and I think a really great woman superhero would be like, you know, a woman who uses the, pro the, the hope of a relationship to get a guy to move various household items up her stairs while she's moving, like a sectional and a dresser and a wardrobe, um, all while just eating a slice of pizza. Okay. That was really bad. <laughs> okay. Um... All right, this is like the last thing I'll say is I, I, I don't do uh, I don't do one night stands. OK, I've uh, I've done one one night stand uh, and I've always been worried, like, what if the guy murders me? Um, but I was at a bar and this guy approached me and he was hot. So I was like, it, well, it's worth the risk. And we go home where like things are getting sexy. He can't get it up. And he says it's because his he's stressed because his brother has cancer. Like, you should have murdered me, you know? <laughs> I, I wasn't, I was a one-night stand, okay? His contact information wasn't even my phone. Like, it would have been bar, hot guy, but now it's bar, brother cancer. You know, and he could have said anything else. He could have just been like, it's the whiskey, or my dick is racist, you know? But he chose to be completely honest, um which is kind of disappointing. And I, you know, I, I did want to be supportive. So I was like, so your, your brother, you know, does his dick work? Um, 
But no, I, I obviously didn't say that. But you know, you might feel bad for him, but I feel like I was hoodwinked because I was 22 when he was 34. Like he, he knew, like he saw me and he was like, she's young, I can waste her time. You know, and that's what he did because having sex with him was like making a sandcastle because his dick kept slipping through my fingers. Okay, thanks, guys. Cover to sing! Yay! I always like to call that um, a bubblegum garbage party when you're trying to suck their dick and nothing's happening and it's just like, what's happening here? It's a bubblegum garbage party. What is that too? Is that too much? <laughs> is I... <clears throat> I no, that's there used to be a show here um, called Bubblegum Garbage Party, and I don't know if that was the derivation of the meaning, but that's what I attribute it to. So it's not just a bunch of words shoved together, everybody. Jumble them around in your mouth. Your next comedian, what a funny young man, and it's so lovely to see him here. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? What's up, everybody? Ah, it's good to be here. I've noticed um, I'm Gen Z. Is anybody else Gen, Gen Z? Yeah, Gen Z. I, uh, anytime I run into anybody uh, in my parents' generation in their 60s and 70s, they always treat me like I'm the ambassador of my entire generation. They ask me very specific questions. They'll, they'll come up to you, they'll be like, Ian, why is everyone non-binary? And I'm like, I don't know, Grandma. Can you just make the turkey? Let's get to business. <laughs> they think I have all the answers. It's not, that's not how these things work, you know? It's just like, I don't have the answers to everything, but then if I don't understand something from their time, they get very mad at me, you know? Like, what time I got called mentally disabled for not knowing the lead actor of Gilligan's Island? That felt very excessive. I'm not caught up on 1960s pop culture, okay? I'm not gonna get that shit. And then I, and then the flip is like, I'll explain them technology, and it like blows their mind. You know? Like it just is insane to them. It's like, why do I have to know your time, but you don't have to understand my time? I don't get that. My dad was like, Ian, if I send you a hashtag, can the world see it? No. Why are you sending hashtags in the first place through text? Is there's it's very confusing thing that you're doing. I think that that's stupid. And then you'll call them out and they get very defensive. They get very macho. They'll be like, oh, sorry, I come from a time where we worked hard, okay? Where we did not have seatbelts and our fathers abused us. And we lived under constant threat of a nuclear holocaust as serial killers were in the street. I'm like, that sounds fucking awful. What are you even talking about? Um... <laughs> It's always funny, is, I mean, it was such a long time ago, the way people talk about, like, old Hollywood, like, 1950s Hollywood is so funny to me, because it's like, they'll just, like, 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 they'll talk about, like, the most heinous crime ever, and they'll be like, that was Hollywood, you know? They'll be like, yeah, you know, uh, Cary Grant used to down a bottle of vodka and puke it back out onto Kim Novak, but that was Hollywood, baby! I don't know what I'm going to do with that joke. It's so fucking stupid. Uh, anyway, let's get to it. I, uh, I I don't like... Whenever anything, so, whenever something bad happens to you or like a family member and people reach out, they always go, if there's ever anything you need, don't hesitate to reach out. You guys know about that? It's just bullshit because they, they don't mean it. They don't mean that statement. 
but they just say it to make themselves feel better, you know? Like, my grandma passed away, and nobody brought me the eight ball of cocaine I was asking for. I was like, Mima would have wanted this. Come on, guys. Be fucking cool, dude. What they do, what they do, like, if you don't really give them an answer, they bring food. You know, you know about that? They just bring you food, so it's like you don't have to cook, I guess. But it's like, that's not really going to help sometimes, you know? Like, I don't think anyone's ever been eating an oatmeal raisin cookie and thought, wow, this is so great. I almost forgot that I have lupus. This is just delicious. I need a better, I need, I need a better, I need a better disease. Yeah, everybody just, come on, keep talking. I wasn't in the middle of a joke. I don't even want to continue anymore. That was it. I, there was a whole rhythm. It's done now. I, I'm done. Bye. I, 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 was, I was in the rhythm. It's gone. Oh, no, I feel really bad. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I feel so sad now. I ruined this joke night. I'm such a jerk. I'm really sorry, Ian. I feel terrible. I bet we're, you know, your mustache. I had to. I had to say something at some point. <laughs> sorry, I love you. You know, I love you. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm jealous. I just. I wish I could grow one of such of girth. Um. <laughs> Your next comedian. Your next. I'm sorry. I, I'm. I'm. I'm losing my mind. You guys know that, right? It's okay. Your. Um. Your next comedian is new to the room, and I'll see if I get their name correct. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer. <laughs> I know there's another one. Um. I'm Gen Z, so I'm trans. Get with it. I'm non-binary, and I don't know. You must not be in the group text. We all are. Um, I use he and they pronouns. I go by Spencer. I actually used to come to this room a lot in high school when the stage was over there. And that's before I transed, so it's different now. I go by Spencer. I was at a different open mic, and a woman came up, and she was like, is that your real name? Which, obviously, she's asking if it's my legal name. And I don't want to admit, no, it's not. So I said... It's real to me. <laughs> Which is just kind of how names work. <laughs> was hoping for the best. You might be able to hear it in my voice. I've been on testosterone for almost four months. It's really exciting. It's also a controlled substance and a steroid, so I have to like show my ID every time I get it. And I've been going to the gym a lot. If I'm on a steroid, I can't waste that. I got to use that while I can. It's mostly been the same for my muscles, but there's one thing that's a little bit different. Like, I can't quite, I mean, I'm doing it fine now, but it's like, I just can't put the toilet seat down anymore. Men told me life in society would be so much harder, but I guess I never listened. Ugh. I, um, I came out in college after I came to mutiny in high school, and um, I was a physics major at the time. I had a professor told, tell me that he was sad he lost a woman in STEM. I hope they find her in there. That sounds terrifying. That really does. I had one thing I was going to say. 
I'm gonna check my notebook. Now that I feel more masculine, I'm more comfortable enjoying feminine things like true crime. I thought for a while, I really did think I was a woman growing up because I thought womanhood was like being harassed and being catcalled and putting too many exclamation points in emails. And I can still do that. And, you know, I am still, when I'm outside, nervous about being harassed and catcalled. And also, I'm nervous that I won't be harassed or catcalled because that means that I'm ugly. So I strike the middle ground where I'm just nervous. I was on the way here. I don't know if you can believe it. I was driving. I was on the way here. And a guy saw me from his car. He yells, hey. He yells, hey, you need to stop at the red light. You almost hit a biker. Does that ever work for him? Does he ever get women that way? Men just don't know how to talk to people they see as women. It's, it's really ridiculous. It's a tragedy. Um, thank you for being patient. My parents also talk a lot about like the nuclear war. It's a definitely a generational thing. There's also Thanksgiving. I saw a lot of like nasty political stuff. It seems like people hate trans people more than they used to. Maybe I'm just more aware of it, but I, you know, for my self-care, I don't look at the news during the day at all. It's about mental health. I do it at night when I'm tired, maximum damage to my psyche. It's all about efficiency. I, you know, I've there's this idea that I think a lot of older women have that like people are transing out of womanhood because of misogyny, which doesn't quite make sense to me because the people who hate women are gonna also have a problem with non-binary people. You don't get out of it that way. Like they're not gonna see a they, he next to my name and be like, oh, so you can drive. <laughs> Nobody has that reaction. That's not what we're talking about. I, um. The real reason I'm tran trans is just to stop women from passing the Bechdel test. All my friends I've had since elementary school doesn't count. Um, I've been in a relationship for a little over four years, not a dating app, just met him in college. And there's a special term for when you start dating someone before you transition. It's very online. I don't know if you're on that part of the internet. And so I would say I'm with my boyfriend for now. And uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> After top surgery and all that, I've, I did grow up here, and now I live in L.A., and I'm still on my dad's health insurance, and yeah, no, it's a relief. It's a big one, and I'm worried that he is going to see the surgery on the insurance bill, which means I'm going to have been in L.A. for just a few months and already getting plastic surgery. Oh, that's embarrassing. Okay, I'll end it quick. Um, my brother is a Make-A-Wish kid. My brother actually has cancer, like for real. And also for the joke, I asked his permission before I tell it. He made a full recovery. Yes, except he is conservative. They, they say the red wave is dying out, but I can tell you it's just in remission. And <laughs> he asked Make-A-Wish for a car. They said no because a car is unsafe. Apparently they have, the Make-A-Wish Foundation has rules about what gifts you can get for safety. He originally asked for a trip, but they weren't doing like plane trips abroad. What did Make-A-Wish do? 
Did they send a kid on that one flight to Malaysia? Like, what has happened to the Make-A-Wish kids that they have had to make rules about where the money goes? Like, ah, oh, someone went to the zoo. Well, at least he got to feed the alligators. You know? Like that, I worry about it. That has been the light. Thank you so much. It's so fun to be back. Keep your hands clapping together for Spencer. Yay! That was very funny. Uh, hey, we've got another comedian who's new to the room, so clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion, everybody, for Ross. Yay! I'll be selling merch after the show. <laughs> you know what really fucking sucks? His real nickname is The Banana, and he threw me under the bus for that bit. How weird that there's, like, this love connection, like, your brother had cancer, that's her type. Um, <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? I, I, I live in L.A., but I'm, I'm back home for the Thanksgiving holiday. Grew up in Marin County and apparently couldn't find a mic that's closer than the Mission District, so... I'm here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, thanks for the welcome back. Um, interesting that we have to like grow up to find out how fucked up our friends' parents were as kids. Like, uh, you know, you grow up and like your kids are your friends are like weird or whatever. Like, you go over to someone's house, and you're like, this house smells funny, and you go back, yeah, they were cooking meth. Like, that's what meth cooking smells like. So I grew up, you know, and then went off to become, you know, a fairly normal aspiring comedian at the age of 34 um, in Los Angeles. You know, the healthy way to grow up. Um, and then, like, you know, some kids that I went to high school with are now, uh, like, like on masculine. And, and uh, so they're doing better than me. And I just don't, I can't figure out um, how, what a time to hit a fucking pipe in the back there. Let's hope it's weed. It might be PCP. All right, yeah. You guys, I parked my car, and all I've heard lately is about how dangerous San Francisco is. So we'll see if I might need a ride home afterwards. Um, we'll figure all that out. Um, oh, boy, this is going to be a weird fucking transition, but we're going into it. Uh, Hitler was kind of a disappointment, huh? Like, just... That, uh, like, come on, like, that guy had so much potential and then went off to go off the rails and kill a bunch of people. And, and if you've seen his art, you know what I'm talking about. And I just think it's so important, you guys, to, to learn from that and support your artist friends. Because if, if you don't go to their comedy shows, they could genocide. And I just feel like it's worth, like, buy the painting. Just buy the fucking painting. <laughs> All right, there's something there. Um, my sister just had a baby. Don't, I'm, I'll tell her you said so. Um, my, my sister, yeah, my sister just had a baby, and um, they didn't do a gender reveal, which was uh, good, but also disappointing, because I really wanted to. It, it, it's, a, you know, it's a boy for now. Um, but I got you. Um, I, like, that was, you know, I really wanted to bust her chops about that, because I'm a very progressive guy by moderate standards. And I, you know, a lot of people, like when they, when they have a child, they'll start an Instagram account for their child. And I'm just like, that's okay, that's fine. But I'm starting an OnlyFans for mine. You know, uh, just really cash in on those feet pics while they're good. 
Um, I hate that I have to keep opening up my phone. Okay. Um, okay. So I, but I, around, I went up my sister B. She's like, we're having a kid. I'm like, I'm getting a dog and I'll get mine first. You have to wait nine months. Uh, so I got a dog and he's great. And I've been training him and my parents are like comparing my, my, my sister's son and my dog, which is great because Walter's winning. Oh yeah. Walter's the dog. Um, oh yeah. His <laughs> Walter can roll over now and I taught him to jump over things and my, my nephew still can't, you know, I have him on the leash and I'm dragging him and he just keeps banging into stuff. Um, <laughs> um, that's, uh, uh, you know, there's so many different types of sexualities, hard pivot, there's so many different types of sexualities today. And uh, anyone here know what sapiosexual is? Yeah. Say, you know, what is it? Almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So but sapiosexual is when you're like attracted to intelligence. Um, and I consider myself bisapiosexual because I'm attracted to both really smart and really dumb people. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this one, and then I'll probably end on something strong. But uh, I was, <laughs> you know, just like sets of expectations in the room. Like, you guys could all, if you wanted to check a message on your phone, now's the time to do it. Um, so uh, I, w I was walking by the beach one day and I was, you know, kind of going over my head about my career and, you know, like this whole aspiration for fame that maybe only one of you has because only one of you moved to Los Angeles. Um, but uh, like this aspiration for fame and I was walking by and I was like, the waves don't care. Like the, the waves on the beach do not care. Like nature doesn't understand fame. It's a very human concept. Like if I was walking down the beach and John Lennon was walking down the beach and a riptide came and was going to take one of us, it wouldn't be like, oh, I can't, it's John. He wrote, I am the walrus. <laughs> and then the tidal wave's like, he married Yoko and takes him out to sea. Um, yeah, all right, there's something there. All right, um, dating apps, right? Are we on dating apps? Which one are you on? No, that, that one night stand really turned you off from all that stuff, huh? Oh, congratulations. Taken right now is, I think, a Liam Neeson movie as well. Um, <laughs> I have a very particular set of skills to lock you down into monogamy. Okay. Um, anyway, dating apps are, are uh, I'm back on them for the first time in, in two years, and it is equally as infuriating as I, I remember. Um, and it's just, everyone seems to have the same six poses. Like, all of these girls are you know, just like hand on their hip or like doing like a duck face or, or my favorite is the owl. I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with the owl, but the owl, it's like they were, they were out somewhere and she was facing the other direction and they were like, hey, Lydia, we're going to take a photo. And she's like, who? <laughs> <laughs> so that's not my time, but that's my set. So you guys have a great night. Thank you so much for being so warm. Yay! Ross, that was lovely. Come back anytime. Um, I have two jokes I want to run through, and we're hoping that Boris Shakurko gets here in time. So clap for me. Yay, clap for me. Yay. I'm in a... I'm in a roast battle at Cobb's coming up, and I'm just going to run through my four jokes for y'all. Because there's no way she listens to Mutiny Radio anyway, so it's fine. So I get to roast a person named Kat Pignati. You don't know her. The rest of us do. She runs an open mic. I know. Her name's Kat Pignati. Please, for the love of God. Like, 
Um, but she runs an open mic on Mondays, and it's a great open mic at the Blarney Stone. Everybody go. It's like a 9 o'clock show, and there's always a bunch of drunk regulars, and it's great. Anyway, she always wears these donut pants, and they are spandex, and she is of a size that I wouldn't personally have the confidence to wear spandex, but I support her confidence, and I love that she does that. She wears donut pants, and that's we're friends. I'm going to get that out of the way first. All right. So I'm going to get up on stage. Yes, yes, it's Kat. Uh, Kat and I, Kat and I are friends. Uh, we, we know each other. Uh, she's, she's a 10. She's definitely a 10, but that's how many drinks she has a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kat drinks so much that when she flosses, she bleeds Jameson. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, you can, it's good to be friends with her. You get free booze. Uh, okay, so that one, that's one little section is that. And then the next section is, she has an amazing fiance, Larry. Everybody clap it up for Larry. Oh my God, Larry's amazing. And I hope that they never have kids because the only sage motherly advice Kat can give to her child is going to be, if you are doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Good job, Kat, mother of the year. Get it, girl. Okay, so there's that one. And then there's, okay, Kat smokes a lot of cigarettes, you guys. Uh, the only reason she would be called a smoke show is if she was kidnapped by the circus to be a freak. And they were like, do, 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 step right up, everybody. Check out the smoke show. She can smoke one pack of cigarettes in 20 minutes. Do, 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 do. That's probably the weakest one, yeah? I'm kind of banking on the act out. Okay, the last one is, a lot of y'all don't know that Kat is an incredible karaoke singer. If only karaoke was a job that she could do because she's really, really great at singing karaoke. All right, everybody, this debate, or this debate, this roast is over. It's time for the cat lady to sing. <laughs> she's a little rotund. So I'm not fat shaming. I'm being oblique about it though, right? Right? Clever? Eh? So you're, you guys are saying basically that third joke I got to work on. The smoke show joke, not that funny. Okay, good. Thank you for your feedback. I'm going to be doing, I'll work on those jokes. Okay, here's the other joke I'm working on. I did some acid on Saturday to get my head right. It did not work. <laughs> I did. I burned, I burned some bridges. I sent messages out to, it was a bad thing. But I was thinking about some really incredibly deep thoughts. And I was thinking a lot about breast milk because it's so weird that women have a gland on their body that at a certain time of year or a certain time, like you have a baby, there's a certain time in your life. If you have a baby, that this thing happens and there's this liquid that comes out of your body that has nutritive and caloric, caloric and nutritive content. And everybody thinks that's normal. No one thinks that's fucking weird. And then we do it to animals and they're like shaped like penises and they, and but it happens with women, but men all the time can create a liquid that has both calorative and nutritive content and protein even. And I'm not, before you think I'm advocating for babies to suck dick, I'm not. I'm just saying that there is the key to solving world hunger in your nutsack, right? Like you could homogenize it and pasteurize it. You could make nut butter. What is happening? Like, and you get it. You can make it your whole life. And with women, though, we fetishize it, and it's weird, and it's like, okay. So that's my other premise. I'm working. So Borsha Kirko isn't coming. I guess we tried. We held it for him. 
Sorry, Boris. I'll have to. And let's all go to sleep, Bar. No, I'm not. I'm just looking out the door wistfully that if he's, that if he came, there's an open mic at Slate Bar now that we should all go to if you want to pick up more time. Okay, everybody, thanks so much for being here and happy Thanksgiving. And um, this was super fun. Thanks, J.W. Blunt. And uh, we'll be back Monday with Joke Workshop and tomorrow tomorrow at 2 o'clock at Atlas. Uh, everybody come out there and get sets. You too, J-Dubs. J-Dubs, you too. Tomorrow at 2 at Atlas. Yeah, if you want to play, if you want to play the music, the, yeah, 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 please, please, please. So um, people listening out in the world, come to Atlas tomorrow at 2. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be lovely. We're going to do sets. It'll be funny. And uh, all right. Yay. ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor... Hey everybody, it's six o'clock. It's a Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Feel free to clap. Yay! There you go, kids. You're excited. I'm excited. Uh, so the way the Joke Workshop works is we have four-minute sets. For the first eight, you'll hear a horn at three minutes. That means, you know, wrap it up. You have a minute. It's also so you can know what a minute feels like if you're a new comic. You know, you know but uh, we've, got, we've got some seasoned veterans in the room tonight. Uh, you do your four-minute set, and then we have four minutes of comments. I invite you to take notes. I take notes. Um, but if you're going to give a compliment, or, or if you're going to give a comment, make it a compliment sandwich. So nice toasted brioche bun, and then you put the shit in the middle. But be honest, and, um, you know, you back up your examples so that it isn't just like, uh, you suck. You know, tell them why. All right, we're going to get started. Your first comedian, uh, he was just here at the, at the last show. It's lovely time he's here. He works, I guess he works with Hella Funny now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jonathan Ortiz. Thanks. Thanks so much for welcoming me, everyone. It's a fun podcast we hung out for. Welcome. Welcome. Happy Monday. I'm wasting my three minutes. New York's in the house. I, uh, talking to my dad always, always been hard. Like, I can't talk, to this day, I can't talk to my dad without it being traumatizing. Because he'll just drop a bomb out of nowhere. Like, it was Father's Day, we're sitting down on the couch, I'm like, so dad, what was like, that was grandpa, was he a good dad? He's like, yeah, 
I remember him teaching me how to swim. Uh, but that's not my immigration story, too, you know. It's like, jeez, Dad. It's like, yeah, he just threw me in. And it was kind of hard to swim with the cocaine strapped to my back. Jeez. All right, mommy's little floater. Um, yeah, that's weird. This is a true story. I, I asked my dad, because uh, I, I asked him, give me some, what wi- I thought, what wisdom can he pass on to me? Because my dad's never been much of a talker, hasn't opened up much. So I said, hey, dad, like, what advice can you give me? What life advice? And he sits for a second on his couch, and, and, and he's watching soccer. Never looks at me. He just says, well, just don't ever have children. You'll regret it. Let's see what's next. Yeah, it's just traumatizing every time I talk to the guy. But I don't have daddy issues. I don't. I really don't. All right. My ex thought I did. He said I got daddy issues like a stripper. <laughs> like, what? It's like, come on, me? Like, I'd ever be on a stage entertaining strangers for love and approval, you know? <laughs> That'd be pathetic. Ah, uh, tell them I said, hey, Hunter. There's a, there's a new shit. There's some new shit. You guys ever meet people? Uh, that you just ever run into people that you just want to stab them in the face with a pencil? Yeah? Yeah, of course you do. I took the fucking bus here. I'm a positive person. I wake up and think, if I give good vibes to the universe, it'll come back to me. And I get on the bus, and sure enough, the universe gave me my own seat on a packed bus. But that's when this lady comes on at the next stop with her baby in one arm and, and, and groceries and mascara running. She's huffing and puffing. She's looking around. She's looking around. And I look over like, and I, and I think, I think, oh, I should give her my seat. But I look over at everyone else who's saying, they look at her, they look at me, and they turn. I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you motherfuckers. I'm going to have to give it to this bitch? Like, no, good thoughts, good thoughts. So, of course, like, ma'am, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. But I, my, instantly, my brain's like, man, fuck your baby lady. Like, what is that? Like, what? Why am I like this? That was the end of that bit. I don't know. Just, <laughs> it's just weird, man, taking the bus. Packing, getting ready. When you take the bus, I'm sure it's like this with the MTA in, in New York. Like, if, if that's the way you travel by bus, like, you prepare like you're preparing for, for camping. Like, you need your water. You know, you need joke. You need joke. You need insert. I'm just, oh, what's up, bro? I didn't see you there, man. I didn't see you. That was one minute? And now it's, like, comment time? Uh, right, right. I'm a professional. Um, what are you guys going to talk about? <laughs> up Dan all right uh no I, that's good thanks guys I, I want to hear some comments yeah, comments. yeah Jonathan Ortiz hooray so um today there's I actually have like microphones out there there's one over there you can always come back here you're so personable Jonathan it's just lovely and um so yeah when you get to the so the fuck your baby is very funny but there's got to be something after that to soften it. Like, there's fuck your baby is great, but it's just missing. You've set yourself up for the punchline that just isn't there next. I don't know what it is, but it's it's really funny because you're just like, and because re- I got that whole thing. It's like, why do you have to get up? Because you're the guy. Is it because like who are the? And I don't think that you need more explanation of what the people on the bus look like. They're just being dicks, and they're like, it's your job to give up your seat. And I get that. 
and then I and then fuck your baby. There's got to be something like 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 you're a bad parent or something or like you yeah. know I don't know I don't know what it is. Be well, no, there's just a punchline. It's a great it's it's a great premise. It's a great it has punchlines in it. It just needs that last one. Cause I, I just you can't. I mean, you, I guess you can try to sell fuck your baby as the as the big punch. I don't know what other people might think about that. And then um, you wanted tags for that bus joke, huh? Like things that you would bring on the camping that you would bring on a bus, like granola or like some sort of like all um, yeah or um, like oatmeal or something. Like you, you, I don't know. You get the hot water thermos and make oh I don't know what you take when you're camping. Poison oak. And that's what you get when you go camping. A knife. Ooh, a knife. Like a, a Leatherman. A machete. I don't know. Um, other, other, other idea, anything? You guys can get a microphone and comment, or you can just clap. It's up to you. Oh, you got to find a microphone. There's, you got to find a microphone. There you go. Hey, so I was going to say, if, if you wanted to do something about the baby in the seat... You could uh, take a Rosa Parks angle. <laughs> I always think it's funny when like people who aren't black you pull the like Rosa Parks. Like I got a friend, like my this she's a white woman. I'm always telling her to do a Nelson Mandela impersonation. <laughs> and they don't even have to like you could just say like I'm about, like I'm Rosa Parks in this bitch. Like you know, I just think that's just like a funny thing. Rosa Parks. All right. Uh, good, good stuff. I had uh, two suggestions on the um, when your dad's watching the TV. Uh, I think you lost the punch because half of us thought it was a punchline and half you, you trailed into the next line. You should like be sharper with it. It's like never have kids. Bang. Um, so it's clear because I think half of us are waiting for the you'll regret it, which didn't add much. So just make it end sharper. And yeah, on the bus thing. Um, yeah, after fuck that baby. Like I would pick her up. Uh, Pick on some other someone else in the bus. Like find some athletic guy. Like why can't you take one for the team if you're looking all buff there? You know I'm I'm tired. Something like that. Yeah. Other comes. All right, clap your hands wildly in a slappy like motion for Jonathan Ortiz. Hooray! Yeah. So just so we know, for whatever reason, that one microphone that looks like it's conveniently in the center for everyone to use doesn't work. So, but all the other ones do. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. Yay! Hello. Okay. Um, I uh, I recently uh, saw a man accuse another man of uh, mansplaining, uh, and I said, uh, I'm pretty sure that's just explaining at that point. Which then he said, Are you mansplaining, mansplaining to me? Uh, at which point, all three of us got legally married. Uh, it was the only, only way out of that situation. It was my original punchline for that was uh, we all sucked each other's dicks, but then I thought it was more progressive to change it to marriage, and the vigorous oral sex would just be implied. So, <laughs> so dumb. Um, I think uh, they say that uh, you either die the hero. Or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, uh, which I think is the single greatest quote to ever come out of a Batman movie. Uh, uh, the competition isn't that steep, considering the next most famous quote is, I'm Batman. 
Uh, but I, I do. I think that's true. I think there's there's truth there. Like I, I saw something kind of amazing happen the other day. Uh, I was in a cafe, uh, and this guy came in um, who you could tell he was kind of lonely by the way he was trying to strike up conversation with everyone in the cafe because he had his phone out and he just kept going like, technology, technology, you know. And no one was biting, you know. People were like turning up the volume on their headphones and stuff, you know. No one was looking. And he finally got up to the front of the line, uh, and the barista was like, oh, what would you like? And he said, I'll take a hot chocolate. And uh, then she's like, okay, uh, would you like anything else? And he kind of leaned in and went, yeah, you got any uh, world peace? Uh, you know, it's not a very good joke, but something about, I think just that he was so desperate to strike up a conversation to connect with someone else uh, that the barista started laughing. And then everyone in the cafe was laughing. You know, we were all like laughing together. We shared this kind of little moment. This guy suddenly, who's gone from being lonely to being, you know, the, the person he wanted to be. And uh, the barista then said, okay, you got, a, you got a name for your order? And he said, yeah, people tend to just call me a rebel. Uh, again, huge laugh. Okay, this guy's crushing. It's like he's on Johnny Carson or something. He's, he's just full swing. Uh, everyone's laughing. I saw a guy take his headphones out, you know, because he was watching the guy. And we're, all, we're all sharing this beautiful moment again. And then this is where things kind of took a turn for the, you know, like Icarus, you know. He, he was soaring high, and he wanted to see how high he could fly. And he just went, he went for one too many joke. You know, because who knows even what he meant by this. But the barista was like, okay, Mr. Rebel, uh, would you like uh, anything else? And he said, yeah, you got um, a small child? Uh, and we canceled that man in real time, okay? I saw someone put their headphones back in. Like, oh, no, we're done. And he felt the shame. He felt, you know, all he wanted was our love and approval. And we just turned him away. And immediately, he didn't even wait for his hot chocolate. He just started to walk out the door, you know, and just leave. And, and at that point, you know, I, I realized there was a, a choice to be made because it's, it's the kind of world where you can either just shut people down, you know, or because all he was trying to do was connect with us. And we, we could have just rejected him, uh, uh, you know, for that, that one mistake he made, or, or we could take a stand, you know. We, we could not let him be the villain. He could still be the hero. So I decided to make that stand, you know. And I stood up and I said to the barista, I will take a small child. <laughs> And then next to me, a woman stood up and said, no, I will take a small child. And then I said, you saw a man pull out his headphones, go, no, I will take, and we all started demanding a small child. And the barista uh, asked us to leave. You're not allowed to do that, it turns out. But that man left with his dignity. Okay, that's been all my time. I have been Ian Levy. Yay. Ian Levy, everyone, yay. You're a genius. That was amazing. Um, canceled real time is a new thing I just heard you say that I hadn't heard you say before, and I like that. But, I mean, that's... You heard the laughs. You're amazing. Um, are, there, are there other comments? You can say nice things. Or we, can, we can just... We'll just give the time back to the room then, because he's perfect. Oh, no. Oh, he's going to... We have a comment. No, no, no. It was all very good. I think one thing you could add to the uh, coffee story is get more of a sense of place to it. Is it like more of a Nowheresville? Okay. Like, like it would make him more, like, heroic in this desperate place and then he blows it all in a small town we're probably okay. knows yeah. stuff. That's, yeah that's fair oh, yeah. I just want to say it also sounds a lot like the life of a comic the whole joke the whole thing so yeah. I don't know I mean it's meta but I, I like that too so yeah I just want to say it's good yeah I, I caught up to the guy later you should hear his opinions on transgender people so no no that's a, no, that's a joke that's a no <laughs> you're amazing clap your hands together everybody for Ian yay Bye. What I got said, he's really funny.
All right. Uh, in other news, that is actually the first set that Ian ever did was here at Mutiny Radio. So, yay, like five years ago or whatever. And now he holds to the punchline and he's passed. And isn't this that is incredible? And this is just like, he's never coming back. It's like, fuck you, Pam. Uh, your next comedian. I know, I'll know that he likes me when they say, because they say mean things to each other. Like, they'll get up on the thing and go like, uh, you should quit. <laughs> That's like the nicest thing he can say to you. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Dan Lewis, yay! Yeah, it's tangible. Bet you didn't think so. I command you to. Panoramic view. Look, I'll make Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh... So a lot of, you hear a lot of people complaining about online dating. They seem to not like it, but I think what they don't like is dating because it's not like it was that easy before. I'm 46 years old. I used to have to just walk up to somebody, start a conversation. These people who complain, they've never had somebody swipe left on them in person. Out of my way, loser. I got that a lot. I don't know. There's a lot of people don't, they don't want to admit to a, like meeting on Tinder. I had an ex-girlfriend who was like, let's not tell people we met on Tinder. Let's tell them we met through friends. I wonder if every dating advancement has been like this, you know? It's like, hey, let's not, let's not say we met through friends. Let's say that uh, your parents arranged this and purchased me. Is that, because I'd, I'd be embarrassed. I don't know. Uh, never much of a porn guy, uh, but I did check back in recently. And it's nice, uh, nice to see step families getting along for once. <laughs> it's good. Okay, that's not, that was not my experience. If my stepmom tried to talk to me like that, Fuck me harder. I'd be like, no way, you're not my real mom. <laughs> Come on. It's another thing that people don't understand what it was like before, you know, like porn. Porn is not valued the same way it was when I, it was like an actual currency when I was younger. Like you'd find a little scrap of porn in the woods and that was like finding a little bit nugget of gold. It meant that there was probably larger porn nearby. <laughs> Stake a claim. It was like an old prospector. Ah, stay away from my claim. I don't know, something there. <laughs> uh, you ever meet people that don't like dogs? They're like, eh, I don't like dogs. It's a weird thing to not like dogs. These things have been bred to like us and for us to like them. They've been bred specifically for that reason. What kind of animal do you need for, for you to like it? What do you need us to do? Face of a koala, wings of an eagle, the tail that can grab onto things. That's an animal I can get behind. Ah. Ah. It's weird what we've done to dogs too. It's like uh, it's like reverse eugenics. We've made them worse on purpose. <laughs> At least with eugenics, we were trying to make people better. I'll say that for eugenics. With dogs, it's like yeah, hair in front of its eyes, can't fucking breathe, hip dysplasia, short little legs, perfect. What else we got? I heard that trans surgery. It's like five times more expensive for going male to female. Sorry, I'm going to start that. I think it's five times more expensive to go from female to male than it is to go from male to female for bottom surgery. And that seems unfair. But it's not clear who it's unfair to, women or men. It was unfair, 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 fair. And at one moment, I don't know. There's something, an idea there. Anyway. What else? Uh, <laughs> had a banh mi sandwich earlier today. You guys like the banh mi sandwich? Love that. On the French roll. National sandwich of Vietnam. That most interesting thing about that, though, is that they kept the French roll. After everything that France did to that country. That's how good French bread is. 
They had a guerrilla war for independence, a 10-year war, being like, get the hell out of our country, stay out, we wish you never came here, we have our own culture here, leave the baguettes. Those are a pate, that's nice. Yeah, what else? I had two that go together here, and they're not gonna, there's not enough time for that. So anyway, I'll just stop now and forever hold my peace. Thank you. Yay, Dan Lewis, everyone. I'm sorry I honked you crappily. You didn't. I, oh, I, I honked you at a weird time, and I felt guilty about that. Um, I really like how you had a mix of super new stuff that I've never heard before and things that are tried and true, and you got really good laughs, and that was really great. It was really good balance. That whole arranged purchase thing, I've never heard that before, and I think that's very funny. Oh, um, to figure out. Yeah. And um, larger porn nearby. That, wow, I've never heard that before either. That was funny. And um, the only thing I could think of was... And it's stupid because it's a, it's a, in reference. You said larger porn nearby and talking about land or like huge tracts of land. It's just an old Monty Python joke. Oh, right. Yeah, I know that um, one. She had a huge, yeah, right. And I miss them. I know that you were, I honked you shittily and you didn't do your mouth so- sound. I like that when you do the pate, you go, you know that tasty pate? <laughs> I like that part. So don't, don't forget to practice that part because okay. it's one of my favorite parts of the joke. Oh, okay. Someone else. I, I like the uh, I like the dog thing, the the reverse eugenics. Uh, um, I think that's good. I think there might be something funnier you could say as like a definitive uh, punchline instead of just saying perfect. When you because you you list off all the things, yeah, you're yeah. like ah the master race or I don't know. Yeah, oh, right, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We have yeah we have made the perfect yeah. uh, something like that. Yeah, and uh, you know it's just a, a an old comedy trick. If you ever talk about eugenics, uh, do it with a German accent. You know, try ah, that. Yeah, uh, it's a good trick. <laughs> Adds a little spice, a little flavor to Adds it. A little, so, like, uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, chenna <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it might be fun, but sure, it sure. might also bomb horribly. <laughs> that could be said of everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice. mostly your stuff, man. Okay. <laughs> Uh, one last suggestion on the uh, on the claim thing. Just come up with this, something specific, like you know, stay away from my hustler or my penthouse, right. or maybe even uh, something more obscure. Or yeah, because you just I've said got from the edge toys. of the barn to the over the blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, just, okay. yeah. Find something to make it more. Uh, that tangible. was brand new. First try on that one. Yeah. Um, when making transgender humor, you should make sure that it really well. I mean, that it really I works. The last second. Um, because the thing is, like, as a straight white man standing up there talking about transgender things, uh-huh. you're you're running. A really fine line there. So these are have to really slap right off or not do it. Because yeah, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Thank you. Yeah, I missed that one. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Lewis. Yay! Yay! Incidentally, I read a really awesome article about the Dave Chappelle thing by Natasha Muse. So it's kind of flying around the internet. So check it out if you're interested. She she has a really interesting take on it. So, and I enjoyed that very much. Um, to- that was totally non sequitur. Your next comedian. Oh, he's just such a dream and just a doll. And what a little love bug. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky. Yay! You need to start being meaner to me when I come up, Pan. You got to make them hate me. I have to wear this badge to work, uh, which sucks when you have to take a dump because everyone else knows your full ID. <laughs> And GPN number. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out what to get my girlfriend for the holidays. Uh, you know, do I get her a nose ring, earrings, a finger ring? You know, it it just depends on <laughs> just depends on how much commitment I want to give. Uh, I'm just not even gonna try to remember this. Shit. <laughs> 
Um, do do do. Where am I going? Oh yeah. So uh, I think I'm gonna go with the toe ring because you know I I wanna I wanna get engaged to the little piggy that went to market. I <laughs> I don't know. Gives gives tell people what like they tell them what you think. I'm fuck. I'm really not remembering things today. We're gonna go for it. All right. Uh, do, 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 do. I think jewelry stores know that there's something ingrained in all of us that's like you buy jewelry for the person you love. It's like animals do it. Like there's those penguins who like fuck whoever gives them the shiniest pebble. And we're, you should look it up. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but I think they know that. So they're going for the rest of the market. They're going for the people that absolutely hate each other. And you can see it in the in the jewelry store commercials that are coming out. Like the Shanko commercial that came out when... Uh, this holiday season, uh, get her a diamond that will leave her speechless. It's like, yeah. It's like they're, you could basically sub in diamond for muzzle, muzzle for diamond for any jewelry store thing. It's like, you sick of her mouthing off when you come home at 4 a.m., buy her a muzzle that'll leave her speechless. And I say her because jewelry stores, they don't advertise to women to buy for men. It's to everyone wants diamonds, okay? I want diamonds, but every time I ask for De Beers, I get a six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, and each, each, each commercial is the same. You know, it's always like, guy gives girl a diamond, girl smiles and doesn't say anything. You know, there's no commercials... There's no commercials where it's like she gets her tennis bracelet. She's like, oh my god, this is the best bracelet ever. It actually reminds me of, of my Aunt Susan's. You, you remember Aunt Susan? No, it, like yeah, the one that her, her boyfriend John, no, Jim. No, it was John, the one that he got in my, No, it's, it's always just like no, it's no talking after that, right? It, there's a reason it's not every conversation begins with K. <laughs> the timing is horrible. Right, I'm going to skip this shit. Um... I, I'm glad that Star Wars isn't a real thing, like, you know, because Star Wars, if you really think about it, it's a bunch of monks, and it's like, the more religious you are, the more powerful you are, which would be terrifying in San Francisco, because <laughs> you just be walking to, like, 16th and Mission, they'd be like, uh, do you want to buy Shen Yun tickets? No, 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 I'm good. You will buy Shen Yun tickets. <laughs> oh, I'm glad protesters don't have that, uh, especially the the circumcision protesters. That would be that would be rough. The people in like the white lab coats and the red blotches who are like, I don't know, telling everyone how much they love baby dick. It of all the things you could protest, it's like we want world peace, we want climate change, we love baby dick. Oh, I feel like there's better uses. Fear time. All right. Baby penis is how I'm going to end my set. All right. Yay. He's so brave, Josh Kosky. I used, I used to touch baby dicks for money, but that's because I was a nanny. Um, I feel like you missed the low-hanging fruit on the rings with cock ring or nipple ring. There's, I mean, maybe it's hack. I mean, obviously, I was like, I was like, you missed that cock ring. I was like half that bad. <laughs> Well, it's great because it's new, and I really like it, and I think it's topical. And also, everyone's always going to be getting married, and audiences, like, in front of comedians, obviously, it's hard because none of us are ever going to get married. Uh, or, or what? I mean, except for you. Your life is all ahead of you, and isn't that wonderful and gorgeous that you haven't destroyed every relationship yet? But 
I feel like that wedding stuff is really good for real audiences of normal people because they're going to like be all, oh, yeah, they're getting the ring and all that stuff. And it's cute. The De Beers joke is darling. And um, the only thing is when you, when you say every kiss begins with K, you're talking about ketamine, right? <laughs> or you could say every kiss begins with K, and you're like, ketamine. I, I, it's, just, it's a cute little thing. That's what I thought. I was like, I perked up. And I was like, ooh, he sounds like a cool husband. Uh, there, I know you're not married yet. Are there other comments, anybody? Comments? Do you just loved it? Everyone was loving it. What did you think? Trying out new stuff. He's just... <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody. Josh Kotsky, yay! Moving right along. Awesome. Your next comedian. Oh, yeah, sweet. We've, uh, we've got a rock block. we got a rock block of the, of the ladies, and I'm excited. Put your hands together right now, everybody, for Karen Braswell. All right, ready for some lady topics? <laughs> I've been on every diet there is, um, and now I just don't care anymore. They say that um, the right diet is no diet at all. Like, it should be a lifestyle. And I'm all like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, does that work? Instead, um, have you guys heard of the keto diet? Yeah, okay, okay. I tried it once for two weeks. That's where you eat no carbs at all. And I didn't realize that a carrot has six carbs in it. So those were off the list. So it bonked so hard on this diet that I couldn't even go up a flight of stairs. And I just stood there and I was like, oh, yeah. just frozen. Um, until somebody gave me some Halloween candy. And then um, I just switched right into Christmas cookies. And then after that was Easter candy. So um, they say, you should eat what's seasonal. <laughs> So that's working for me. Now I eat everything I want. I don't give a shit. Um, except for chips. Does anyone like that? No? OK, nobody likes chips. You like, OK, OK. Somebody likes chips. All right, we can team up. If the zombie apocalypse actually happens, we can go raid the vending machines together. You get the chips row. I'm taking the Kit Kats, OK? Deal. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Now that we've got that underway. Uh, there's lots of bad diet advice out there on the internet, um, especially social media. Instagram, it's like, ooh, just put turmeric on it. Like and follow for more intestinal distress. <laughs> and Facebook groups are all, okay, yeah, what you want to do is take a tub of low-fat Cool Whip, put a scoop of protein powder in there, and then shake out the contents of an ashtray for a tasty dessert. And Twitter is all, if you want to know what Ted Cruz eats, click here. It's tears of liberals, guys. <laughs> I say all this because I went to the doctor recently, and she's like, Karen, your BMI is creeping up. I'm like, thanks. Jeez. Um, she's like, you should try working out. I'm like, I'm already in the gym five days a week. What else do you want me to do? Um, I have a body like a rotisserie chicken. Like, yes, it's a lot of skin and veins, um, but like, like those GMO broilers, the breasts are padded. <laughs> and the only way we're really gonna drop my BMI is to like amputate a drumstick. <laughs> Doctor's like, oh, are you stressed? I'm like, well, yeah, bitch, now you call me fat. <laughs> I'm a little stressed. She's like, well, have you tried meditation? Like, okay, okay, I'll give it a try. Sit down, 
Get into a nice, relaxed posture, but sit up straight. Okay, just breathe deeply. Inhale, exhale. But not like that, you're breathing wrong. Okay, and um, close your eyes and just let the thoughts pass through. But what are you thinking about? You left the stove on? Loser, you ordered DoorDash five days a week anyway. What are you thinking? So meditation didn't work. <laughs> Maybe I should try sleeping better. Um, I miss it when doctors would just give you pills to go to sleep. Like getting ambient is hard these days. Um, instead, my doctor gave me a pamphlet on sleep hygiene. Like, no thanks, no thanks. You have to get on some federal registry now. Like, I'm on this um, registry of like the no fly off to dreamland list, or the night terrorist watch list, or something like that. And guys, my dealer is the pharmacist at CVS. Like, hey, can you help me get some Ambien? Like, you don't have to whisper. Like, where's the chamomile tea? No. All right, I'll leave it there. Thanks. Karen Braswell, everyone. Hey, you know, the first thing that was really great about that is that you had a theme that went through the entire, it was all about like food and so you could, you kept having a touchstone, which was really great and all about the diets. Um, that eat what's seasonal was fucking amazing. That's a great punchline. Um, my brain went off and thing because you said you keep the Kit Kats are probably not keto because they actually have flour in them. Choose a different, so you can't have 100 grams because they have the rice, although, yeah, because rice is carbs. It has to be a candy bar that doesn't have, I'm sorry, I'm too thinking, but just if you're going to use, if you're going to use a specific, then be as specific as possible. The turmeric, another specific that's great, it's just funny because it's like a real world word like that. Um, I think that after Tears of Liberals, which is also very funny, you can even call back and say totally keto, right? Um, And then... Uh, of course you're stressed. You, uh, of course I'm stressed. You just called me fat. Like you didn't even call me big boned. Like you just went straight for the. Um, and like where are the pills to make you skinny? That would be a doctor's used to give out those too. And um, the only other thing that popped into my head was the new diet might be DoorDash. Like that's your new diet you're on right now. Like I'm on a, I'm, see, I'm on a new diet now. It's DoorDash. I just think it's another way to bring it back. But it's great. Your writing is lovely and you've got so many specifics and you're you're moving right along. You're doing great. Um, other comments? Um, I would just say uh, I, th- I thought your writing was super good. Uh, it, was, it was I really like your uh, your word choice and stuff. Like just say rotisserie chicken. It's just fun to say. Uh, it's true. It's, it's, uh, um, I, I was wondering. I guess this is more of a technical thing. When you uh, write, do you recite your jokes word for word from the way you write them? It, Okay, yeah, yeah. It might it might just be because it, it, it's all new, but I was just I w- I'd recommend maybe trying to like because some of it felt just a little like you were, rehe- but it's it's probably just because it's all new, so it's not necessarily your fault. But it's um it felt uh like you were reciting words instead of actually talking to us, if that makes sense. So yeah, so I mean sometimes it's I like if I'm if my jokes feel that way, I try to just do it off like bullet points or off like the general idea and like the one line I want to say, and then. And then that way it just naturally kind of becomes more conversational when you say it. But other than that, I thought it was super good. All your material was great. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, good stuff. Uh, just a couple of suggestions. One, you started with the lady stuff as your line. That would be, if you have some other joke that's decidedly not that, that would be a great way to introduce your set. It's just like, here's lady stuff, and then it's just like, 
drag racing. If I could just something crazy out the thing. You, then you need another intro to the rest of your bit. But just it's a it's a nice way to just start with a swerve. And second, when you were like uh, uh, communicating with someone in the crowd, like yo, you like chips and yeah, like the crunchy things and like maybe when with the zombies, like maybe you like Nutrigrain or stuff. Stuff that's like quiet food. Like he's going to get you know the zombies going to catch him because he's going to make all that noise. So you can turn it into a way you're trapping other people. So that's just already. Clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Karen Braswell! Hooray! Is Haley Rosenberg here? Okay! Haley, it's a pleasure to meet you. Put your hands together for your next comedian. Keep being a great audience. You guys are doing great. Everybody, it's Haley Rosenberg! Pam, we've met. (laughs) I've also been here for an hour. And I have very pink hair, so it'd be surprising if someone didn't remember me. I came an hour early to see the New York comedians. I actually just moved here from New York, which like confuses people because, thank you, very brave of me, I know. But it seems like everyone's moving to New York these days, and they always ask me, like, why San Francisco? And I was like, New York's just like really hard and expensive, and like I was just tired of living paycheck to paycheck, so I thought I'd come out here and try out like utter financial ruin. <laughs> Yeah, it's working out great. Uh, One thing I've noticed from San Francisco is the housing situation is fucked. I feel like if you have less than four roommates, you're automatically like San Francisco's most eligible bachelor. Like I'm like, oh my God, I just have to sneak past Jared, Matt K, and Matt G. I am so down. I currently live with six, six, 21-year-old boys. in a five bedroom house because my life is going exactly how I hoped it would. One does live in a Harry Potter closet under the stairs and he gets laid exponentially more than me. (laughs) It is actually like insulting at this point. (laughs) Like I feel like at this time, like looking on my situation, I'm ready to just like renounce feminism if it means someone will buy me a house when I'm 30. Like, I will activate housewife. The name of our house is Guy Heaven. And if you can't, like, picture it from my descriptions, you should at least be able to smell it. (laughs) Um, When I tell my friends back home about my living situation, they're always quick to, like, compare it to the show New Girl. New Girl being a show where a very sexy young lady lives with a bunch of very sexy young men, and the kitchen is always clean. This is not like that. So when people ask me if it's like that, I'm like, well, if the main character looked like a rocket pop and all of the guys were racing to grow porn stashes at the same time, I would say it's like pretty much the same thing. (laughs) Um, My mom has been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts lately. And I don't know how she hasn't run out of them yet because she listens to one every single day, which has made me realize that I don't know how many serial killers there are. Like, they don't teach you that in school. Because, like, I always thought that the ratio was, like, one serial killer to every, like, million normal people. But by the sheer amount of podcasts, it's more like one to one, and we all have a secret. (laughs) Um, Which made me realize, like, am I going to get serial killed? Like, is that something I have to watch out for? Because I know, like, as a woman, statistically, I am going to be murdered. But, like... (laughs) 
But that's just such an embarrassing way to go. Like, I'm going to be missing for weeks. Some hot blonde jogger is going to go by. She's going to see my dead puffy body be like, ew, oh my God, so gross. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we get it. You're so skinny and I'm all bloated. Um, before I lived, before I moved here, I lived at home with my sister and she got attacked by a rabid fox on our property. So we called the health department who told us to call the police department. And the guy shows up in a car that says animal warden slash parking enforcement, <laughs> which isn't really what we meant when we said defund the police. <laughs> Cause they got this guy working two jobs and I don't know which one he's qualified for because he's poking around the bushes, like no weapon or anything. I like offer him a umbrella for box whacking. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. I have my handgun. And I'm like, I don't think either of those jobs qualify you for handgun use. And like, I admire the like gall of a man whose mortal enemy is people who ran out of quarters, thinking that he can just like whip out a gun, aim and shoot an animal springing out of the bushes. But he starts to get defensive. He can't find the fox. And he's like, well, how do you even know the fox was rabid? And I'm like, dude, it was foaming at the mouth and attacked my sister in broad daylight. He's like, well, what was your sister wearing? <laughs> I mean, the fox is a really good guy, and he has his whole life ahead of him. So let's just like <laughs> take a breath before we make any rash accusations. And I was like, you are so right. So we just sat down, we thought about it, and we wrote him a parking citation, and now the fox is graduating Harvard. Put your hands together, everybody, for Haley. You ran the light a little bit, but that's okay. Um, your personality is awesome. You're so laid back and confident, and you have great punchlines. The, the, the smell it line was great with the guy heaven, and the sheer number of, you have a great way with language, the sheer number of podcasts, and the bloated punchline was great. I mean, I was so engaged that I forgot to look at the time, and Chad had to like nudge me and be like, you gotta pay attention to the time. And then I was like, oh, but I was really engaged, so it was great. I don't have anything to. I don't have anything to say. This one on. This one. All right. You were amazing. Um, like usually, I have this uh, peeve about people with their uh, with uh, their notebooks on stage, but I did not have that peeve with you at all. You were so laid back. Your energy was amazing with that. You know, it's gonna be a character about you. And like uh, the thing with the Harry Potter. Like this one thing I had to say is like you kind of look like Tonks, with the uh, hair. And um, I forget exactly where you're going, but like, the ne what was the next punchline after um, that with the Harry Potter? Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's, I was thinking about, like, because of that, like, you, Tonks is able to, like, you know, uh, change her own, um, looks and stuff like that, so you can do so much stuff with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But overall, amazing job. Uh, yeah, no, I, I liked a lot of those jokes. It was the one, um, I was thinking about was the, uh, the Netflix, the serial killer, the true crime serial killer stuff. I thought about it. Brought to mind the, I don't know if you know the old, the old Andy Warhol quote, but it's like everyone, eventually everyone will be, you said there would be a one-to-one -one ratio, so you'd say everyone will be a serial killer for 15 minutes. But I don't know if people know that everyone will be famous for 15 minutes line enough to get the thing. Okay. That's, uh, I'm, so, I'm so fucking old. Uh, it's a known thing, right? I don't, anyway, yeah. All right. <laughs> what was the other one? Shit. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I'm, it seemed like maybe you'd say, uh, I thought you were going to say that, um, in San Francisco's warm enough to live no paycheck to no paycheck. Uh -huh. 
uh, anyway, I don't know. Just a it was just a random thought that popped in my head. I should I had something else too, but I don't remember it. Anyway. Hi, uh, just a couple of uh, like reordering things. Like when you describe your roommate, the last word in the line has to be porn stashes. I mean, that was just so good, but you kind of trailed off after that. Just like if the, the, the very last word is porn stashes, it will hit harder. Oh, well, you, 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 I think you, 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 had a, you, had a follow, you had a follow on phrase after that because you, 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 you trailed off into something, I think I recall. Um, I just, um, also, when you can come back to that when you talk about your risk of being murdered, just like the six roommates alone. I mean, like you're running a lot of risk just with the roommates. Yeah, just adding that to it. And aren't people usually murdered by people that know them? With mustaches. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was all great. It was, it was all super good. Um, uh, the only, I was just wondering, is the, um, the, the fox going to Harvard, is that a reference to a specific person, or is that just in general uh, people going on to be successful? That was, like, I think it was a dude. Oh, well, no, that's, that's Stanford. So that, that, I, I went to school in Boston, so like, oh, God. it happened at Harvard, too, I remember. It wasn't oh, specific, but it basically, like, okay. The only it might it might make it. I don't think it really matters. But uh, if you want to make it a little bit more specific, you could say like went to the Stanford swim team or something. But but other than that, it's like a great joke. So don't. Yeah yeah. But um, yeah. I when you were figuring out when you were about to describe what you and the cop were gonna do with the fox, I was wondering if you were gonna make an animal pun. But I like the fact that you just stuck with like a real world example. It just adds an extra smack to the punchline. So don't. Keep yeah, it maybe specify it, but don't don't try to get creative with it. Like that was good. Just, just do that. that. That was good. It was good. No, no, it was better. Like instead of some stupid animal pun, you like I like that was good. That was good. That was a completely true story. And as it was happening, I was like, and I was in the, I like ran up into the house and I was like, this is it. This is it. And I was like, Clap your hands together, everybody, for Haley. Yay! All right, uh, your next comedian is the last one for comments, and then it's just an open mic, and we do have room to get everybody in tonight, don't worry, because people have been really generous about giving time back to the room, and keep, do that one more time, pay attention to this comic, and take notes, put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson! Yay! Hey, y'all, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah, you doing okay? It's raining outside finally again, right? As I always say, San Francisco needed this douching. Um, well, San Francisco is the only city in the world that I know that has a shit map. Did you just move here? You did, right? Oh, no, there's really, I'm not making this up. There's a shit map where they track all the shit. You know, like literal shit. Pam, you know about this, don't you? Anyway. It was a better joke in my head than it came out there. But not everyone's a winner, and certainly not me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I had a great weekend. Uh, it's been very thrilling. I was doing out what I do best. One of my friends here is like, are you going to have more gay jokes tonight, Brady? Is that what you're going to do? I said, well, I should stick with what I know best, so let's talk about cocksucking or something. <laughs> you know, I have these fantasies, you know, like, I love to cock suck cock so much that I think of, like, what if we had a Dick Olympics? What kind of sports could we have, do you think? Like, um, I was thinking about synchronized fisting. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and then um, there's the snowball relay. Do you know what that is, a snowball? Do you, anybody else? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so a snowball is when you run up to the dispenser, you know what I'm talking about, and you, you fill your mouth with it, and then you go and you pass it to the next person in the race. I call that Saturday night. Um, these are the things I do, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I also wonder, like in my fantasy world, like what it would be like if I had talent or a job or something. So I think like I'm missing my true calling of being a marketing executive. And so I came up with some perfumes to address the American condition. The first one is called White Woman. And you have to say it just like that, like White Woman. And the tag is always in front. <laughs> and then for gentlemen, because there's always a heterosexual companion to everything, you have to have the, it's called entitled. It's how you feel. <laughs> um, I had another joke there somewhere, but it just seemed to have, uh, oh yeah, okay. Do I, yes, yes, I do have another joke there, okay. So I always wonder, you know, how many, you know, I've sucked so much cock, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Does it make people uncomfortable with me talking about so much cock sucking? Does that, does that bother y'all? Because, I mean, I can assure you, I mean, any one of you can be a cocksucker at any moment. You too can have that. <laughs> and my, my final fantasy for the evening, ladies and gentlemen, is I decided that I would rewrite Little Orphan Annie as Little Orphan Fanny. <laughs> and I thought I'd give you a bit. I've been working on it, so I just wrote a little bit of it for y'all. So here we go. <clears throat> Your son will come out tomorrow. Bet he'll be a bottom and he'll swallow. <laughs> oh my, um, he'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Yay, Brady, hooray. I love that you do the gay away now every time, and I'm so happy. You stay up there, sweetheart. Yeah. Um, okay, everything was great. The only thing I can possibly think of is that when you start talking about, I love synchronized fisting. I feel like you need some more some more um, events yeah. and I have one for you oh, yes. because it goes with your mile how many miles of dick have I sucked right so you could have a marathon of dick right oh. and if it's 5,280 feet in a mile and you do your joke about from tip to taint it's, it's two passes oh, oh, right. is is a, is a foot and so it's his joke it's his joke it's his it's his other joke it's his other joke he has that's amazing and I'm saying you can put these two together and because if you have 26 miles in a marathon times 5,280 feet. So you can actually do a big fucking number and be like, and I've sucked your mom's cock too. Or like your dad, <laughs> or whatever. Like something, but I feel like those, you know what to do with them. Yeah, you yeah, mesh yeah, them together. Yeah. But it was great. Um, 
to start off, like every single time you sing that song, your singing has gotten better and better and better. And I just want, I just want to applaud you on that, dude. Like, it's gotten better, dude. Like, honestly, now I just listen to the song for itself. All right. And then uh, secondly, yeah, yeah, for the other things, yeah. But also, like, uh, we're talking about the uh, Gay Olympics stuff, like that. I think to throw like one event in there that's completely like doesn't make any sense, like a three-legged race. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. A yeah. three-legged race. A three-legged race. <laughs> good. You know? Just like, like, I mean, that's good, because there is a three-legged race. It was called Friday Night. <laughs> See, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking the four by four inches. Oh. <laughs> oh. So it's at the four by four relay, yeah, the four yeah, by four inches. Yeah, it's a four by four hundred. Nobody wants four by four. I'm just saying. It's, it, the okay. alliteration works. I mean, at least not me. I think I need more than four by four. And just also, personal preference. Also, I'd love to hear talk about, like, a... How does the medal system work? Oh yeah, you know okay. what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. who gets gold, oh. silver, bronze, and who are the like, the people, the countries who like never get medaled at all with it? Okay, I'm trying to think of who doesn't suck dick in this world, but well, no, it's not about like it's about well, the size of the dick, maybe, so like China, you know? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, I was thinking for the synchronized fisting. <laughs> I uh, that people say that. <laughs> Made me think of like doing this on the podium would have a pretty different, oh, yeah. <laughs> different meaning. I love that. Thank you. It's very funny. Anyone All else? right, clap you your are. hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. All right. Um, I just want to give a little quick shout out. Mark Neuer is listening. So uh, Mark Neuer, he's listening far, far away in an undisclosed location. So everybody say hi, Mark. I love you, Mark. Hi, Mark Neuer. We miss you. We love you so much. Willie Walnuts. Yes, our, our favorite little. But I kept forgetting to mention that he said he was listening tonight. And I said he should call in. 415-550-0511. Uh, but clap your hands again right now for Brady. Yay. All right, so now it's just an open mic. We're gonna do four-minute sets. I'm super excited, and uh, for everyone, I'm gonna. Everyone will have time. I believe that everyone can get up. Um, and I have to look at the list and see who's next. Although maybe I'll just do. I'll just. You'll just bump you in from the. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Hunter Uniac. Yay! <laughs> Yes. I have a horrible dad joke to start off by ending my set, you know? So it's this one. Um, what do you call the Native American ghost I just jabbed my finger with? Pocahontas. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how you bomb in front of a room full of comics. It's all downhill from here, people. It's great, though, it is. Um, I work for my dad. Uh, that's a thing. Uh, don't scratch your head. It's new fucking jokes. Um, <laughs> and then you like, I work for my dad. Like, you know how weird it is when you're when you have to call in sick to your own father. You know, like, you know how weird it is to call in sick to a man who has keys to your fucking apartment. All right, you either be fuck you either you either be fucking dead or your mom's getting divorced. Like, that's the only thing that's happening. All right, this is too real for you people. Okay. <laughs> I guess we were all employed during fucking COVID. And it was all by my fucking father. It's weird though. It's it's weird. It's it's weird. Like, I, all right. I was uh, I don't I don't fucking know how old I was. I drink, but um, I, I was I was this many years old. All right, and um, like uh, I I got a gash on my forehead and um uh, from work because we were like demoing some stuff and um I immediately called my mom and I was like, mom, what's a worker's comp like? 
I did that to my father. All right, do you guys understand? Like, a guy, like, grashed my fucking head open. You guys are looking at me like, yeah, we're from San Francisco. We like that. We like that. Tell us, what's workers' comp like when your daddy's working? You know, it's a Christmas present, you fucks. All right. It is a fucking, like, I gashed my fa- head open. I called my mom immediately. And I was like, mom, I hurt myself. Uh, what, what, how, how do I call in sick? And my mom's like, uh, your father's going to call you a pussy. All right. You're going to keep on working. Like, it's, it was fucking weird. All right. Like, ever, this is healthcare. If your father's a boss, don't tell your mother. <laughs> sign a non disclosure agreement. Also, while you're signing that non disclosure agreement, this is my friend Karen. <laughs> and I'm going to fuck her, and she's going to complain about it the entire time. You see these looks in my eyes right now? This happened, people. It didn't. My mom's Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. That made me. My mom is a Filipino Karen. Fuck. I was riffing. Holy shit. They say comedy's therapy, but that just made me fucking realize a lot of shit right now. All right. Your mom ever pull off hoop earrings while she's like yelling at you? That's a Karen. All right. My mother did the bitch please. Well, I said, like, you know what? You're not allowed to talk to me that way. That's a fucking... You know what? You guys need to get hit by your moms more. (laughs) You do. All right. I I just found a new fucking premise. My mom's a Filipino Karen. We're going somewhere with that shit. It'll be great. It'll be great. Uh, Mom. Well, Mark Mark Noyer is listening. So, mom. um, I called Mark Noyer my mommy. You guys should have fucking appreciated that. All right. Sorry. Daddy. Um... (laughs) Brady's going to leave a gash in the back of my forehead and I'm going to call for health support and his health support not going to have anything but anyways Brady uh, I'll be outside and lonely that's my time Hunter, that was lovely. And this is funny. I was listening today to an old joke workshop that you were on, Hunter, and you've forgotten this joke, but it was brilliant, and it was the taquerista? It was a taco person and a barista combined. Do you remember this? Yeah, and I listened to it. I was laughing so hard at that set, and it was from, like, last year in March or something. Anyways, I just wanted to remind you of your taquerista joke. Can I what? Oh, it's, it was on the night playlist. No, I, I'm sorry. That's too much work. Uh, you're next. I mean, I love you, and I'm going to work for you, but I'm not going to work that hard. Your next comedian. Oh, I know who it is. Uh, he, had the, he had the really funny comment today about stop being creative. Put your hands together, everyone, for Kyle Morrissey. Yay. I find Brady's whole act hard to believe. He gives terrible blowjobs. Um... <laughs> All right. I was supposed to go right after Brady. I'm doing the same riff. It wasn't supposed to be Hunter. All right. Um, I don't care if the context is different. Um, I'm getting skinny fat, which feels like a cruel joke because um, after spending my whole life getting told I look like a Holocaust survivor, (laughs) now I get told I look like a Holocaust survivor who stole the bread from all the people who died in the Holocaust. Which it's offensive. I always thought I looked more like a guard. Um, <laughs> come on, 
Look at this jawline, man. Just give me a break. Um, I mean, I, I still have my health. My dick works. I, I, you know. I went through a phase where I thought my dick didn't work, but it turns out I just didn't want to have sex in the first place. Um, which I didn't know guys could feel that way. I, I did not know. I, I, I did not have problems with my dick. I just had problems with boundaries, apparently. Like... Which is that the self-knowledge is helpful because now whenever I'm in this situation, I get to be like, see that? That was my decision, okay? <laughs> but I might, it might still have something to do with you. Um, I, uh, that's irrelevant. I'm engaged. Um, I got engaged recently, which sucked. It was stressful. <laughs> it was stressful. Uh, I proposed to my girlfriend in a rainforest, which meant I spent a lot of money on a ring and then a lot of time worrying about losing it in a rainforest. Uh, <laughs> I felt so irresponsible bringing a diamond into a jungle because all I could think about was all the people who worked so hard to take it out of one. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be undoing all that work if I lose this little piece of shit diamond. Um, the diamond is a str that's the stressful part because we, we argued about which one to get and when we, a lot. And when we finally settled on the one that she wanted, the ju the jeweler was like, well, it's a great choice. This diamond's actually conflict-free. And I was like, eh, not really. That's what you think. I happen to know there's a lot of conflict now surrounding this diamond. <laughs> she was chasing me around the apartment with a machete. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, that's, that's why it's stressful because you want it to be good. Like, I had, I had this whole thing in my head memorized about what I was going to say but let me tell you, the moment I got down on one knee, that was the worst set of stand-up comedy I've ever done in my life. I just bombed for eight minutes straight, all right? The tears rolling down her face. Not of joy, not of joy. Um, uh, shit, I don't know. Anyone like blaming their parents for their life? It's fun, cause, and I realized that because... I went through a phase where I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take some responsibility for it. They were human. They're not perfect. And, you know, I got to own my faults. And that shit sucked. I, I felt like Atlas trying to hold the whole world up. I, when, once you just decide to start blaming your parents, it literally is like slipping into a hot jacuzzi. You're just like, fuck, yes, it's all their faults. Yes. Oh, turn the jets on. Oh, maybe I was molested. Oh, yes. Ah, uh, they never love me. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to end on getting molested. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Yay, Kyle Morrissey. I am so covetous of your In-N-Out cup. Uh, your next comedian, I believe he's here. Put your hands together for Sam Leon. Is Sam Leon here? Mm, yes, he is. Okay, everybody, put your hands together for Sam Leon. Yay! 